Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. My back catch you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that magical five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, we need all the subscribers we can. In fact, Sean is going to get blitzed tonight. And before he goes insanely drunk, his last words will be, as a sober man, subscribe today on YouTube. I, I think that's what I thought I heard from him. But anyways, subscribe today on YouTube so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with one of our post games, one of our special shows, and what have you. Or you can go ahead and check out YouTube podcasts as well. That's a new feature. So we're glad to have everyone here on that platform as well. So go ahead and check us out today wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, again, if you can like, share, subscribe, and support any which way you can, all the great stuff we do, including Magic Man in the Morning, who might be feeling two days from now what he's going to be doing here in a little bit because he's got a bet he's got to pay off, and that's coming up here in a bit. Also, as well, if you can go ahead and support LakersBall.com or Ox1947, who I think Joe is still supposed to be on his way. We thought he was coming here, but hopefully he'll be here soon. Joe Sorrell, who's part of our Lakers Fast Break live watch party at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and check us out there each and every game. Also as well, his great company, Symbolates, symbolateswithaway.com for everybody in the SoCal area. Please go ahead and check it out today. The Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Go ahead and check out Stone Hansen and the guys there as they talk all the things that you need to know about the NBA Draft today at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, go ahead and check them out today at Lakerholics.com. And if you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers coming into today, getting absolutely no help from almost everyone around them in the Western Conference standing, needing a win. And Sean Grice himself said that if they won tonight, he would be having himself a kegger. Uh, okay, actually, just a six-pack per se, but 
He is going to be drinking tonight because the Lakers, off a great performance in the second quarter, held on until halfway through the fourth quarter when they started to pull away with some great performances from Austin Reeves, who chipped in tonight with an awesome 25 and 11 with 12 or 13 from the line. You had Anthony Davis, 27 and 9, not too shabby himself. And D'Angelo Russell, 26 points and 6 assists as the Lakers. Again, pulled away halfway through the fourth quarter and made it comfortable, 122 to 111. They really, uh, the first half was really a demonstration of how to really focus in on the defensive end on Devin Booker, although he did go off in the second half for 33 points. Chris Paul struggled a little bit, and that was good to see, 18 points from him. But again, no match for the Lakers halfway through that fourth quarter as they pulled away for the 122-111 victory. The Lakers are now 36 and 37 on the season. They are just short of that magical 500 spot and a spot even further up in the Western Conference because as of right now, as we are talking right now, they have moved back into 10th place in the Western Conference. That's right. They are 10th place in the Western Conference. And here today to talk about today's game, three great panelists indeed. Go ahead and check out, again, if you're an NBA draft aficionado, there's no better place to go than the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. It is Stone Hansen. Stone, you were such an astute part of what we were doing on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. People you know who are not checking out really need to check it out because of all the insight that you give. What did you see, especially in that second quarter, stand out so much that had the Lakers actually start out with a good second quarter and then not too bad of a third quarter, which is usually their downfall, and able to go ahead even despite a big run where they tie almost, I think they got to within one of the Lakers. They still, again, halfway through the fourth quarter, were able to pull away. Yeah, um, I mean, I think two things really stood out to me. Were One was that we were able to get to the line so much, we were aggressive in attacking their lack of rim protection, uh, and it led to us getting some, some fouls. Uh, whenever you get to the line 46 times in the game, uh, you're giving yourself a pretty good opportunity to uh, to win it, uh, especially when you're shooting um, 56% from the field. Uh, when If you shoot 56% from the field, uh, your odds of losing are probably pretty slim. Uh, we were just clicking offensively. Uh, they were missing key pieces, uh, and we took advantage and did what we needed to do. Um, I think since I've started doing these post games with you guys, this is probably the best coached ham game, I think, that – uh, I've seen in terms of rotations, at least. Um, this is, uh, he started Reeves, like um, we've been saying for a while, and uh, he, he cut the rotation to nine, uh, and he's played the guys, I think, that amount of minutes they should be playing. Uh, Beasley played about 20, Rui played like 13, uh, and Schroeder was a big part of it, playing like 20, 29 minutes um, as the sixth man. So I think he made the adjustments rotationally that he needed to not necessarily in terms of the guys um, he was playing together. I think that that still needs a little bit of work, um, but uh, overall he improved quite a bit just in terms of, um, you know, the amount of time guys were playing and um, uh, who, who was starting. Um, so I think that that made a big difference in, in how we played and uh, moving forward. Uh, even when LeBron gets back, I'm kind of starting to think that, 
just Reeves and Delo is probably the best backcourt uh, to move forward with. So I like that, and I think that whenever you shoot like they did, um, it's it's going to be tough to lose those games. So the Lakers all around, I think this is a good win. It was a good win. I really was happy with the way that even Joe and I were not exactly the most positive. We're going to be honest with you on that, as you've heard on this show about what the Lakers were going to do tonight because we thought Booker was going to go off. And he did in that second half. But Stone, the way they played him up on him, they doubled him hard at several times in the first half, played him full court. The way the Vanderbilt was playing him early on was really something I think was very textbook on how you want to play Devin Booker. Yeah, they they uh, credit to um, him and the coaching staff because I think the last post game we were talking about how it looked like they didn't even watch any film. And it looked like they watched a ton of film going into this game on how to effectively slow down Booker. Uh, they did it great in the first half. In the second half, uh, Monty, who's probably one of the best offensive minds in, in NBA basketball, made the necessary adjustments and uh, per usual Ham struggled to make counter adjustments. Um, but uh, in that first half, it really showed that, you know, when we when we do like a hard hedge as they were doing, um, we could be effective defensively. Schroeder had probably one of his best nights of the season defensively um, on Booker. He stuck to him like glue. And um, when you're hedging hard like that and, and not making these sort of soft hedges with, with soft help, digs at the nail, uh, I think we're pretty effective defensively. And we showed it in the first half, at least tonight against Booker. Also here today to talk about today's game. Good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. He just can't get out of Toronto traffic unless it's to actually, you know, complete a bet where he has to drink a lot of beer. And that's what he's going to be doing today because he was right. And a lot of us were not so right. But that's all a good thing. He's the host of the Magic Man in the Morning Show on Friday. It is Sean, the Magic Man Grice. And Ma Magic Man... I know Joe and I said in, you know, going in as far as the beginning, Joe said, let's wait and see. I wasn't sure if exactly starting Austin Reeves after you've been performing so well off the bench was the right move. Obviously, well, from what we saw tonight, starting Austin Reeves was a great move indeed. Uh, yeah, Gerald, you know, um, and as far as, as far as our opinions go, they're like noses, right? Right yeah. is a five letter word and so is wrong. So, uh, one day you're the dog, the next day you're the hydrant. So it it just that's just the way it goes in competition. All right. Yeah. Thirsty, my friend. You feeling thirsty? Yeah, I'm a little parched. So this this, this is going to be uh, pretty good and refreshing coming up. Um, whew. So uh, Darvin Ham finally decided to stop Austin Reeves. Great move. Like that's something I think. Uh, all four of us have been uh, talking a lot about, although I think like more me and Stone have just been trying to emphasize, you know, he should probably be the one starting because like when he's out there, he had 11 assists again. So it, it it's not that the offense doesn't go in neutral or even in a ditch when he's out there. It, it, it Sure. You're up against NBA talent and, and great defense. And at times the offense is going to sputter and and struggle a little bit for but for the most part it it doesn't look as if Austin Reeves struggles trying to run the team it it, it seems like it's an it's natural for him he's becoming more comfortable it, it, by the possession 
basically because he's he's such a um to me like what really i really like about him is is he's a really he's really uber read and react he makes quick decisions but most of the time they're good decisions it's it's they're different kinds of decision makers right you other can you make them quick or are you more contemplative um if you're more contemplative in the nba and and games like the nfl and college football that doesn't that doesn't bode well the, the these are high intense sports uh very ebb and flow need to be able to uh gather yourself and play at your own pace and rhythm he does that you can't speed him up you can't slow him down that's that's kind of one of the reasons why i saw a little bit of manu ginobili in him is that he he doesn't get you can't get under his skin you can't get in his head the only pressure is the pressure he applies to himself and he's very he's very stoic for the most part he plays with passion but um, when he's trying to run the team, he's 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 very very deferential. Well, I'll tell you what, great performance by Austin again, being able to not only score but being able to distribute, getting eleven assists along with six assists thrown in there by D'Angelo Russell in a great game himself. But when is the first drink coming down, my friend? Let's do it. Okay, first drink, first drink. There you go. Have a beer. Cracking it open. All right, doing the Steve Austin thing right there for you, absolutely. There you go. He's popping, popping it right there. But also here today to talk about today's game. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out when he's Alex nineteen forty seven at, of course, LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrell, and as Sean Grice starts to open a cold one or two, as I can see right now. There you go. Cheers, my friend. Absolutely. Cheers indeed. Joe, you saw the game tonight. Obviously, the team played very well in the second and the fourth quarter. Late in the fourth quarter, when they really started to turn it on, uh, we saw the fact that they played a really good defensive game and it had a really, you know, for the most part, had a sound game against Devin Booker. Your thoughts on tonight's game? It was nice to see them play well all four quarters. There was really hardly any real lag. Uh, my original thought was just going this time start this time starting in the negative instead of the positive because I think I keep getting lulled into this. Okay, they finally turned the corner, and then they they crap the bed. Now they can still crap the bed on Friday, so I'm not gonna really really you know veer off that too much, but it's it's just one of those things where. I would like them to do this for the next nine games. If they if they can do what they did tonight for the next nine games, that would be great. Uh, however, you, you if you're watching the game, uh, Phoenix was missing open shots pretty much all game. Uh, that was a huge assist to them. Otherwise, this game could have gone a different way. So it's hard to judge, you know, as far as how the game played out, other than wins and losses. They won. Congratulations. Uh, you have to continue to win at this point. Once again, the Lakers do have a good victory tonight, 122-111 to 111 over the Phoenix Suns. Again, they are now back into the top 10 of the Western mm -hmm. Conference at 10th place, tied with the Dallas Mavericks of all teams 
who are trying to protest their latest loss against the Golden State Warriors. So we'll see what happens there. But they're now both teams are 36 and 37. Wouldn't have been funny, Stone, if the Lakers had actually won that game this past Friday and actually would be ahead of Dallas. But gosh, you know, that can't ask for that. But they are still, again, 10th place in the Western Conference. Uh, I know that you and I spoke at length about your 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 quandary, whether you want the Lakers to win and get a possible seed in the playoffs or you want them to lose and get a better draft pick. So your thoughts on exactly after tonight's win. How are you feeling, my friend? How are you feeling? Uh, the same as when I talked to you last about that whole quandary. Uh, still stuck in it. I think um, – I, I know most Laker fans are going to disagree with me, but I do think that um, there's an argument to be had that it is we're better off losing these games with the caveat that the, the Pelicans continue to lose. Um, if if both the Pelicans and Lakers lose and we wind up at seven or eight and that swap is between seven and eight as opposed to 13 and 14, I think that that's a a fairly decent sized talent drop off in this draft from what I've watched so far. So I am stuck in between wanting to, you know, get the play and see how far we can get with this team. But also do we, do we just say that, you know, we're probably not going to win the championship this season in, uh, in all reality. So maybe just go for the, the um higher pick that's what i'm stuck between uh and i i don't think i'm gonna have a definitive answer for the rest of the season i think i'm gonna uh just go by um night to night and, and live by whatever results come out of it but uh <clears throat> that's that's where i'm at i think that there's there's an argument to be had both ways and i'm i'm torn uh even though i know everyone watching is probably going to hate me and want the lakers to win every game but that's that's the rationale I have behind it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. 
and the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you think the Lakers are going to make a strong push in the playoffs or not, it's it's really hard to figure. But if they can just gather more games like this and hopefully LeBron can go back for the final three or four games to hopefully be able to maybe mesh with this group, you, you see some signs, Sean. On a night like this, you certainly see some shines. Uh, you see some signs, but I, I, know, I should be the one that's drinking right now. But what are your thoughts, my friend, as far as on this team? You know, you see glimpses, but you don't see the consistency as we saw last week. You hopeful that this team can put it together in the last nine games of the season? I'm not so sure, Gerald. I, I think. And that's not the beer talking yet. No. Like I said, people saying, don't puke on, don't puke, Sean. Don't puke. You don't, you know, he's that's done that already, before, folks. Yeah, that's that that already happened. So we wouldn't be making history again. Uh, no, I'm good. Um, I, I think, you know, Gerald, it, it, it'd be really like we were talking during playback. It'd be really hard to expect this team to put an effort like that against, uh, you know, a superior opponent, nine straight. I don't think that's uh, realistic. It could happen. Stranger things have happened in the NBA, but I don't think it will. Um, I think maybe at best, I think maybe they could give, you know, four or five games with that similar effort. Um, whether or not it leads to victory or not depends. Like uh, Joe was saying earlier, uh, Phoenix was missing a lot of wide open shots. So um, make of it what you will. But I got to say, when that final buzzer sounded, I had one song playing through my head after going through what Gerald and Joe had to say, and that's Faith. And I like the one by uh, Limp Bizkit myself, but uh, George Michael was the uh, originator of that. And um, I think Gerald and Joe and a lot of Laker fans needed to take some time off from, from that emotion, from that loss. And their hearts got picked up off the floor tonight because they actually found a way to beat a really good team. And I know that, uh, that Joe likes dislikes the word hope. He doesn't like the word hope, but you need to find some hope, Joe, because you were despondent when you were talking about the Lakers last time. There's, there's no hope in this business. Now to the, Fans, there's hope to the to those who really dissect that sentence. I want you to pay attention to. I'm going to say it again. There is no hope in this business. I learned that from a mentor of mine, and my assessment of that, once I understood what it was, is you are what you are. And until you prove to me you're not what you are, I'm going to believe you are what you are from what I'm seeing. Faith is the belief in things unseen. Now, the faith part is... I I consider those interchangeable, Joe. I consider faith and hope similar. Faith, faith and hope, uh, whether it's in a person or in a product or in a whatever in the real world is rarely 
just rarely changes. It's mm-hmm. a very, very rare change. I've never seen a team play the way the Lakers have played this season and make an impact. Remember, guys, this is the L.A. Lakers. We have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the team. Anything short of a championship is a disappointment. We're not playing with these guys and paying them total $85 million to make a run in the playoffs. This team is supposed to be competing for a title. So that plays a part in this hope faith business where I'm like, the faith and the hope has gone away for a while. Uh, But there has been some changes, some personnel changes. We may need to see some time there. And in defense of Stone Hansen, I know some of you guys got on Stone a little, little bit on his honesty. And that's another thing in life. It's funny when people are honest, people get bagged on still, right? Uh, Stone is looking at this from a very, very realistic and coherent perspective. Imagine the difference between, let's say, didn't Booker get picked seventh in the draft? Am I, uh, am I 13, right on that, Stone? 13. I'm but, sorry, you picked 13, sorry. Yeah, so should have gone want, higher. Okay, so, so Booker gets picked 13th. I want you guys to imagine the Lakers missing out on a player of that impact because we – decided that what we wanted to really play in the first round and get our butts whooped. That's the balance. I'm not saying tank, I'm not saying that, but you know, we're talking about 90% of the season's pretty much done. And are you going to really change? Are you really going to give us hope that you're going to compete? That's nine games away. We're going to know in nine games uh, what that answer is. And my assessment on it is I was hoping for the Lakers to get above the seven, above the eighth seed because I believe the Lakers have a legitimate shot at getting out of the first round if they're a seven or a six seed playing either Memphis or, or Sacramento. I'm not saying they would beat them. I'm just saying they have a better chance at beating those two teams versus Denver. And then at that point we can talk because now if they happen to escape the first round, the second and third round now, you know, despite the, the efforts of a Denver team or whomever, they're going to be a little scared. Now you have a seasoned team. Now you have LeBron that's come back likely and made an impact, and AD's probably on his game, and the guys are getting acclimated really well. Now you're starting to worry about that team, and that that changes the whole hope thing. Now, now you're like, well, now you're you're scaring people. So we, we still have some time here. I, I'm waiting until Friday, too. This was not a isolated Wednesday game. Friday's Oklahoma going to play. City's been playing well the past week. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Oklahoma City's been playing well. And they're going to have to do what they did to uh, Booker tonight with Shea Gilgis. Yeah. Can they? To me, here's where um, I kind of dif- differ with that perspective a little bit. Because when you think about hope and faith, and you think about that internally, you need a certain amount of self-confidence to overcome any and all obstacles in your way. And self-confidence comes from within, not from without. All of these guys want to win. There's no, we've talked about this before. This group is now 
I believe they're, I think it's 10 and 6 since they made the uh, the trade. That's pretty good. It's not great, like Stone was saying earlier. It's not great. It's not, it's, it's pretty good though. I think you have the makings of, uh, of a team that uh, can go well beyond hope to expectation. And although what Joe was saying theoretically was correct at the beginning of the year that we were competing for a championship, we really never had the roster to, to make a, make a serious claim um, without getting laughed out of the room. So this, this hope, it, this hope and faith stuff is for us. It's for the fans that it, it Joe's right. It's a results business on the field. The, the hope and the faith is for the fans, but that's, that's all we got. That's all I got because we can't rely on, Real being realistic, Gerald, because if we were all realistic right now, we would say, look, they might win six six more games most. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, if, if you're winning six more games, you're 41, 41, you're 500. Well, let's get to 500 first. That's what yeah, we're let's get to 500 first before you talk about getting to 500. That's Because every time we start talking about – Playoffs. Oh, we great against it's the like, third seed. Yeah, and all it's that like stuff. yeah. It, it 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 never fails. It's like every time they get close to it, it's like a pelican flies over them and just craps all over the idea that we're going to be five hundred. Let's get to five hundred. I agree. That's just to be the first thing. This is a self-inflicted wound, though, guys. This is the the Lakers deciding to sit. AD who could have played last week. We could have gotten this over with. This is not a team that's playing their rear ends off and coming up short. I could give them a little... I could have hope in that team if that was the case. But the issue with with everything this season is the self-inflicted shotguns to the brain. Right when you're about to get over that pump and you you basically say, eh, I'm going to stop right here. Yeah, like, Rob, Joe's right. Rob Palenka is like Robert De Niro from The Deer Hunter. More bullets in the gun. Put more bullets in the gun, right? That's a hell of a scene, by the way. Just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Quick, go, go ahead, go ahead, Stone. Go ahead, Stone. To respond to a couple things, um, I, I would say that me wanting, or not wanting, me, me being in the conflict of uh you know whether to lose or win um isn't me saying lose every game intentionally it's not it's not like i'm saying you know sit ad and lebron every game and uh, try and, and lose every possible game that you can it's a matter of me more like what do i want to root for uh, the other thing i would say too is i think there's more it's more strategically and there's more nuance to it rather than me just saying that that is a possible option. I'm not even saying I'm completely advocating for that either. It's me being stuck in the middle, but there, there, there's more nuance to it rather than let me just get a higher pick. Um, if, if it's the 14th pick and I'm like, let's try and get to 12, that's not a big difference, but, but the difference between in this class, having watched a lot of it, the difference between pick seven or eight and pick 14 or 15 to me is a significant drop off. And I think that that is, 
you know, a worthwhile conversation. And at the same time, you're getting a player that's really good in this class at seven or eight. If you, if you pick properly, I think the Lakers can and having a cost controlled young player for, you know, four years, possibly more you sign extensions or whatever. I think that you can, you can get a lot of value out of that and improve your team a lot that way. I don't think that me not wanting to win every possible game at the end is necessarily me not like being a true fan because it's still strategically no, looking I, at the bigger picture though. I want this team to get better. It's just a different strategy on how we get better. So I think that, I think that there's more nuance rather than me just saying, I want a higher pick and I want us to lose. Like there's, there's more things to take into context. I think that people might be missing. So yeah. So like stone, when stone's taking a photograph of the season, right? A lot of people are paying attention to the foreground. Stone's paying attention to the foreground and the background too. That that's what's really important. Well, it's just it's the thing that I was. We got an email the other day from one of our audience members who actually catches the show, but he's been very disappointed in the season so far from the team. But he was also worried about the long term as far as after LeBron and AD and, and you realize now that the Lakers have given up so much of what they have now to win now. And this is the team we have now yet stone. I can see the concern as well, as far as what the Lakers can do long-term because two, three years down the line, four years down the line, the assets the Lakers might have, if they don't trade AD or, you know, do something miraculous, it could be really rough the back half of this this decade. Yeah, there's that's the other thing is I, this front office is not trading AD or LeBron. They're if as long as they want to be in LA, they're staying in LA, and and most likely LeBron's going to retire a Laker. Meaning we're not we're not getting anything in return for LeBron. Um, AD is a little bit younger, so we'll see. But um, as long as he wants to be here, he's going to stay in, a, a Laker. So I think that there's there's options that people should be more open-minded to in terms of we we're still going to want assets once these guys they're not going to be here forever lebron's however old ad sits a lot of games or gets injured a lot there's other assets we can acquire that aren't through trades or free agency and the only other option to do that is through the draft Uh, and if you're in a potential place where you know, the Pelicans own a lot of our draft capital. They own our pick swaps. They own picks for the foreseeable future. If you're in a situation, you find yourself where the Pelicans and you are neck and neck and you have the opportunity to still get like a top seven or eight pick without having to swap it. Like, I think that that's a worthwhile conversation. I'm not fully advocating for it or I'm not fully advocating for no, winning every I, game either. As but I, I mentioned it in the chat, just, my friend, well, I just mentioned the chat. It's like, you, it's this conflict. Do you play for an eight to ten seed in the Western Conference, or do you play for an eight to ten pick in the NBA draft? Yeah, and I think that, like I said, I'm not picking one side or another. I'm just saying, be more open minded to the possibility of it. I, I, I'm not trying to sway people. Like you should definitely think this. I'm just saying that when you take into the account the factors and context and nuance within it, I think that it's a worthwhile conversation. It just, it shouldn't be an immediately shut down conversation when you're talking about this. And I understand it because a lot of our base is win, win, win. But the, it, Joe, like Stone says, I mean, if we get in, 
We're probably getting into an eight, eight to 10 seed in the Western Conference. You're going to be on the road every single series if that's the case. You get the eighth seed, you're bouncing the four, in the first round. Very, very likely. The and odds are overwhelmingly against you unless you know, you're know you set up you, like the last time the Lakers have faced off against that's, the Suns. That's why the, there's a push to get the seven or above because then you start playing a, a couple teams that, number one, hasn't played in the playoffs in 17 years, and the other has got a John Morant issue. And a couple of players on there that they're on drugs, Reggae Joe, and they're not good drugs. Oh, for the Atlanta trade, I don't think that's a bad. I, I just think that's a start. I think that's a good start. I would, I would, I'd put more into it for mm-hmm. AD. But that's a good start. I would, I, I'm going to agree with with Joe. He's in the right direction. What He's going in the right start? direction, but you don't don't make that trade. You but you've got to add to more pieces to that. That has to be it. But he's, you know, it's a, it's a direction. Talk about trading AD, Joe. Yeah, that's, that's not gonna. It's a waste of time. They're not trading AD. The the seventh seed is what I'm <laughs> hoping for. But they're gonna have to win the rest of the games. Maybe one loss, one more loss, and that's it. If they want to get that, and they'll have to obviously be in the play in. You can't get the seventh seed if you're a tenth. If you're the well, last. Well, I mean, I mean, for for all for all the talk about Dallas dusting us off on Friday, we're tied with them now. We're tied. Boy, that, that one point win and and AD's fouling and the shot. Yeah. So if you win those two games, guess what? You're in the sixth seed right now. I think yeah. you're game up if you're the sixth seed too. Yeah. Dallas so, is in a real strong downside without Luca right now, which makes obviously a ton of sense. It's, um, it's almost like so they're they're. It, it's almost like I so, I thought that move would pay off for them in the playoffs because, like everybody else who has half a brain and watches NBA playoff basketball, the Dallas Mavericks just have a have a terrible allergy. To scoring points when Luca's on the bench, in the they have a talent issue. I mean, yeah, that's just what it is. They have a talent issue. A hundred percent stone, and so acquiring Kyrie was supposed to be kind of a band aid for that. When he sits the four or five minutes, Kyrie was supposed to be able to uh, at least alleviate, if not mediate, the the problems that that Stone was alluding to, but it just hasn't uh, taken fruition. At all, and it seems like um, if they were a plane, it seems like they're they're in like spatial disorientation. Like they don't know whether they're up or down. And like Stone was saying, it seems like it's like a weird tailspin right now. Uh, Luca is the crux of that team. Luca is what drives the team. He's the engine of the team. And to be frank, they're not coached well enough to make this Kyrie Luca pairing work when you're having them alternate your your turn my turn type initiating if you have luca initiating full-time and Kyrie's the number two full-time i think it works really really well and they know their roles and they're playing well and coexisting with each other when you're doing this my turn your turn thing it just never works out that the problem with the mavericks is they just don't have a lot i don't want to spend too much time on the mavericks because it's a Lakers show but i do think that the mavericks there's an opportunity if we do choose the route of winning as many times as we can, which again, I'm not opposed to. I think that the, the Mavs is a huge, like 
that's a team you should circle as we want to jump them. And we're obviously tied with them right now, but there, mm-hmm. there's a, a way that the Mavericks are no longer in the equation. Like Portland has fallen out of it. Portland's just not there anymore. And I think that Dallas is not far from being where Portland is uh, in terms of winning these last you know few games. Um, so, so Joe, well, let me ask Joe this. So you're targeting seventh, seventh slot. Is that your, the seventh seed? Is what, that what you're targeting? I, I, I think if the Lakers are to make noise, they need to hit the seventh spot at the very least. I agree with that. The eighth seed will, will likely mean a, a bouncing out of the first round. If they get the seventh, they're going to face either Sacramento or Memphis, and both those teams are vulnerable right now. Mem- Memphis is interesting because of all the outside drama, and we'll see how it affects them as an on-court team. But the Kings, I really don't buy – Like, I don't want to say that I don't buy them because I don't want to come across as dismissive because they're the Kings and they haven't had a lot of success in the past. They've had a great regular season, but the way that they're playing in the regular season is essentially outscore your opponent as much as you can uh, and, and just score as many points as you can, which um, I just don't know if that's viable uh, throughout a whole playoff series. I don't know if you could win um, just playing faster and scoring more than everybody else uh, when your defense is as lackluster as theirs is. So I think that there's there's a level of viability, as Joe was saying, that you can attack if you're the Lakers uh, and wind up in the in the seventh seed or sixth seed. The, the, um, the Lakers, the Lakers here's, here's how I'm looking at it as well. If the Lakers want to get that sixth seed and avoid the play-in, they have to win eight of the next nine games. I think right. you have to win them all. I think you have to go. I'll, I'll give them one loss. I'll give them one loss. But for them to get the sixth seed and avoid the play-in, they have to at least go eight and one the last nine games. If you okay. if you go eight and one, that means you have to sweep the Bulls and you have to sweep the Jazz. And your one loss can only be to somebody like the Clippers or the Suns. Well, let's say they lose to the Jazz in Utah on one of those games and then win the rest. That's pretty much where they're sitting at right now. They have to win. They have to win not, uh, eight of the next nine for sure to get out of that play-in and go a, a little higher. Because I'm looking at the standings right now. The Warriors are just one loss at the sixth spot. Clippers no, are I, 30. I understand what people are saying when they say – well, guys, you know, if the Lakers are 100% and they get into the playoffs, they could be any team in the West. Sure. This is anybody, not hockey. This anybody, is not baseball, yeah. It, 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 sure, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe was about to steal my thunder there. But, yeah, it's true. There's, like, in hockey, you run into a hot goalie and you're done in a seven-game series. It doesn't matter what you – it doesn't matter – if you could pelt him with 60, 65 shots a game, if he's on his game, there's nothing you can do. Same thing in baseball with a bullpen or a hot ace pitcher or two. He pitches two or three times in a series and he wins. So it basketball is different. There are ebbs and flows. It's about matchups. And yeah, every team in the West is vulnerable, but there are certain teams that have greater flaws than others. And there's a reason why we're fighting for a play-in spot right now. Of the teams who have the biggest flaws, we're one of the teams that has the biggest flaws. And yeah, sure. Go ahead, Stone. I was just going to say that the two key components that the Lakers don't have, I'm not saying they, they couldn't win any matchup, but 
we have coaching, which coaching plays a bigger part in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. As as frustrated as all of us are and all of you watching have been probably with Ham throughout the season, you're going to be a lot more frustrated when it gets to the playoffs. Uh, coaching is becomes a lot more strategical and it becomes a lot a lot more intense in terms of picking the correct moves. And if Ham isn't up to that task, which throughout this regular season he hasn't shown, you know, the uh, ability to to be there quite yet. And if he's not there, it's not going to be great in the playoffs. And the other thing is, uh, this is a new team. Where this is a whole lot of new pieces that have come together at the deadline that we haven't had a whole full season to uh, coexist with each other. And like LeBron's barely played with this team. LeBron has barely played with this team post trade deadline. Uh, And now you're going to have to figure out how he can mesh with all these guys during the playoffs, not during the regular season, but he's figuring it out as we're playing these games in the series and it's LeBron. So you have, you know, some level of hope that that happens. But uh, again, it's not like we have, we have, two i mean quite frankly big factors um that are are against us going into these playoffs i'm not saying we can't win them but i think they're factors that need to be looked at we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the lakers fast break podcast Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, the Lakers do win 122-111. to It's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you being a part of what we're doing here. Please go ahead, if you haven't subscribed already, be part of the awesome subscriber list that we've got already, and subscribe so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air, whether it's for a post game, or whether it's for Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia, Magic Man in the Morning, NBA Observations, Lakers Late Night, Lakers History 101, or and more. we all got a whole bunch of great shows that are coming to you each and every time out, so go ahead and subscribe today and be part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break, but... Joe, I want to go ahead, uh, you know, and ask you real quick as Sean, I'm assuming it's drinking a little bit more, but you don't have to, man. That's all up to you, man. I want to make sure that I'm not sued or accused of anything. So (laughs) if you drink, it's on you, my friend. It's all up to you. Absolutely everything. But while he's doing that, or if he's doing that, or I don't care if he's doing that, but if he is, Joe, I want to ask you when it comes to what you're seeing with the Lakers now, I mean, you said they had the chance to win uh, at least the rest out. I mean, they can't even split the games against Chicago. They have to win both. Yeah. There's no, there's no margin of error really other than maybe one game. They have to win eight of the next nine games. The crazy thing is they're two games behind the Clippers in the loss column for the fifth seed. That's just still mind boggling to me how, much mediocrity there is in the NBA at the moment, especially in the West. So if you want to avoid the play-in and you want to show that you are a title contender, you're going to have to summon all your powers right now and win the games you're supposed to win. No, wait, I'm sorry. Win the games that you were losing before. And that's it. Because you're going to have Chicago twice, Utah twice, Minnesota 
the Clippers, which you have been getting your butts kicked by them, if they're due, you're due. You need to win that game. And you might need to win that game to get ahead of them. So at this point, there is no more discussion. That's why word came out that AD is not going to sit at, at the back half of a back-to-back. The word is out. Whatever. Now, it could be coincidence. It could be, it could be we all, everyone that's talking about the Lakers is all saying the same thing. But the word is coming out. The word is out. Why are they making sure that you know today that AD is going to play in a back-to-back next week? Why, why did they need to say that? You know, they know because the noise is there. The noise is like last week. The noise is starting to happen, right? That, that, that was their, that loss, that loss to Houston, that them submitting that loss. I will say it and say it again. They submitted that loss. You were in no position to submit a loss. You suck this year and you're playing another team that sucks. You should have your full arsenal ready. If AD gets hurt in the Houston game, you're screwed either way. You might as well go and try to win the game. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, Joe. Um, you know I'm a big Hooper fan. You know, just not. It's not just the Lakers. I I'm an addict. I will not ever stop watching NBA basketball as long as I have a pulse. I can and, see John. I can see Sean sitting around, you know, like they did in Endgame. They're sitting around, you know, talking to each other. I am Sean, and I have a problem with NBA basketball. <laughs> that would be my problem, Gerald. Getting me unhooked off this would be harder than um, Agent Anderson trying to hack into uh, Morpheus's brain. That's how much I love this game. But what I've seen, Joe, is is something similar I've, I've seen in other sports, and I'm including the NFL and NHL in this category, is that teams do not take the preseason all that seriously. So they use, like, the first month of a season to basically get themselves into gear. And it it's basically it, – it's – because of the combination of bad refereeing this year, and let's be honest with it, it's been bad. The combination with teams basically basically slow walking their sets and the rhythm and the rotations combined with the refereeing problem has created a bad product. And that has contributed to why, why you know, the eighth seed at this point, Gerald, is probably going to be a 41 win team. I mean, let's look back at 2009, 2010 when the Lakers were the one seed, the Thunder were the eighth seed and they won 50 games. That's how steep. So that the, I'm, I'm so happy. Go ahead, brought, Joe. I'm so happy you brought up that season. Okay. That season, Kobe hit seven. Now it's, it's arguable that people have a different variation of what game winning shot is, right? It's it's essentially I'm picking seven because you could say six or eight depending on how you view a last second shot. I saw remembering seven. It might have been eight. It might have been six. Four were buzzer beaters. Yes. Four were buzzer beaters. <laughs> but Kobe had seven. So put that in perspective, Sean. They were fifty-seven 
and 25 and had the one seed, and the Thunder were 50 and 32. Kobe, MVP, as, as I've ever seen it, right? If he doesn't hit those shots, we lose. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's, it, we're at that point now where those, those, let's say, those seven games, let's just say seven games again this year that we've lost, you need to make up for those losses mm-hmm. within the next nine. And you have to win eight, eight out of the next nine at the very least to make sure you have a shot at competing for a championship. As crazy as that sounds coming out of our mouth after all we've done, that right there will prove a little bit that you are capable. That's what that would prove too, not just getting into the playoffs. But if you can prove in the next nine games you win eight eight out of nine, now we're going to be sitting back going, hmm, LeBron comes back or maybe he comes back the last couple of games and looks good. Do, do we now look at the situation differently? We'll have to see. I, I just, uh, on Friday, I want to see Vando draped all over SGA because the last time they played each other, him did not try Vando on him whatsoever. And I'm not saying Vando's going to, slow down or shut down SGA who's like with all due respect to LeBron SGA right now is the best shot creator and shot maker in the NBA 100% like if you took SGA off the thunder they're they're probably winning maybe 10-12 games this year um, without Chet Holmgren so if if you can put Vando on him and say uh, Jared just make every possession as difficult as possible for him. And that's all you ask of him. I, Gerald, I really do think the Lakers will win if that's a possibility. I if think they make- need to approach it. I think they need to approach it the way they did, Sean, like they did today against Booker. Make it very difficult for SGA in the first half. And then, you know, even a Booker tried so hard in the, in the second half to will his team to the victory. It's just too much to overcome. Yeah, exactly, Gerald. And we, we know how well Jalen Williams has been playing. Like you said, Gerald, he's probably I, – I would give him rookie of the year at this point. I, I, I think he's earned it. Um, but if you, if you slow SGA down, unless Isaiah Joe or as Stone was pointing out goes off or somebody else Jalen Williams can, yeah I think you can contain them but the, the, like like Joe was saying it's very tenuous you have to, you have to win that game because if you win that game it can propel you because now you're playing back to back against Chicago and there's no way you should drop either one of those games. I know Phillies just split two mini series with them, but you cannot split that series with Chicago. You have to win both games. Chicago's playing well too. We, and they are playing well. And, and going back to this Jalen Williams thing. Okay. And going back to the validity of stone's comment before 12th pick. I had him. I had him right around 12 too. He's, Someone that he was really... a fast riser. He rose up. He was like at the end. He was in the second round for a while, and he just shot up at the, like the last month. And if there's, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead, Stone. I was just gonna say that is that's a good point because there's 
players in this draft, I'm never going to be 100%. No per- draft evaluator is, but there's players in this draft that have similar type upside in the right situation. And I think the Lakers can provide that sort of situation for three or four guys in that sort of eight, seven, eight, nine pick range. So again, something to think about. And I think something not to dismiss, I'm not saying go full board for it. And and imagine this guys, we're talking about who we're going to sign. Who's going to do this. Who's going to do that. Are you, would you argue against Jalen Williams being a better player than Beasley, Rui, and let's say Vanderbilt. Would you would you pick Jalen Williams over those three? Mm-hmm. Now imagine the Santa having, Clara. Make sure you clear, now, clarify Santa Clara. Both are good. Both are good. Now imagine, imagine, imagine that contract. It's like getting a quarterback that's on a rookie deal, and you're mm-hmm. winning, right? So there's a there's so much this is the most this is like the most unorthodox prism of spectrum i don't even know what word to use in, in, in so there's so many things at stake here we have the new orleans pelicans draft pick situation we have are we going to make the playoffs are we going to make a run situation we have what who we might get in this draft now that we're probably going to keep the pick there's so much at stake here that we really don't know what what to do. And then, of course, we have almost everyone on the team other than two guys and maybe three that are going to be free agents. This is going to be an epic end-of-the-year Laker news station. There's going to be so many angles to this. Uh, where it's good is good for us because we're going to have a crap load of stuff to talk about. And now that we got Stone on, day, uh, on, on almost every show, we're going to have inside information on a lot of this stuff. And when when you look back a year later and he tells you something about some guy named Jalen Williams getting picked 12, he ends up winning, gets yeah, ends up getting picked 12 and wins rookie of the year because he had said that he was going to be a good player. Now this becomes credibility city. Now people start to listen to you a little more. So we're here to watch the Lakers win a championship. But there's one thing that's not going to stop is the entertainment around the Lakers and the mystery. I think for sure. the, the final thing I'll talk about in regards to this is that there's multiple pathways to success and no team is ever going to win or contend for a championship for their season over and over again. And I think that you have to be open-minded to think about what other strategies can we use to get to contention rather than let's write our best players out for as long as they stay here. I think that you have to be open to the multiple angles and as Joe was saying, weigh the multiple factors that are involved in making these decisions. It's not just a one-way street that you have to look at and you have to think about other other factors that weigh into which path you want to take towards success ultimately. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 122-111 to 111 over these Phoenix Suns. The Lakers are now 36 and 37, 10th place in the Western Conference. Looking forward, hopefully, to tomorrow night, a Lakers fast break late night. So we're going to hopefully be here for the late night you know, for your entertainment. Friday morning, if he's sober enough and if he's not hung over too much. I think he's feeling it now. Yeah, he's been feeling it for a little while. Yes, yes. We've been, it's been going out slowly, but. 
as Gerald had still predicted, I'm blank faced. Yes, he he is. He's this is the best part of the show, everyone, right here. So this is this is what you paid your money for, right here. But I will tell you though, it's great to have you, Sean. It's up to you on the drinking. It's purely voluntary on your part, and I'm trying to absolve any you know responsibility of my own as far as doing this show to make sure I don't get sued in the end. But I'm at uh, home, Gerald. I'm at home, Gerald. I will not be drinking and driving after the show. Okay. I will probably get up, walk right to bed, and fall asleep in about three minutes. With the bandana and the hat on, that would be perfect. But <laughs> once again, it's a Lakers fast break. Again, Lakers late night. We're hoping to do tomorrow. Definitely Friday. He'll be hungover. He'll still have a headache. But as he's popping a cold one right now, it'll be he'll be drinking a hot one, some hot coffee in the morning. The Magic Man in the morning. Hopefully, Joe or maybe even myself will be there on Friday morning. We'll see. But, guys, it's been great talking to each and every one of you. Stone, before we head on out and before I go ahead and hit up Joe on what he's doing with Simblades and everything that's going on, of course, with Lakers ball, what are you up to, of course, with the many things that you and the guys are doing at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast? Yeah, um, we it's draft season, so we're working hard. Um this weekend we will not be streaming March Madness, but next weekend we'll be streaming all the March Madness games from then on out. And then, uh, yeah, we're we're just gonna continue to put out episodes on on uh, draft players. If you want to get really really in depth on on uh, draft prospects in this class, um, all I do all day is is study and watch and dissect every player in this class, and and then I talk about it. So if that interests you. Uh, you can shoot us a follow uh, at Upside Swings on Twitter or at report underscore court on uh, Twitter as well. By the way, I also want to uh, just give a shout out to Juan, who had said for a while now that he was going to tonight's game. So I'm really happy for him that he actually got a chance to see a Lakers win. So I'm really happy for him and hopefully he happy will get one. Uh, yep. I think he said he lives in the Arizona uh, Phoenix area. So if that's you're the, the game, one. Buddy, there you go. Absolutely. You're the one. Absolutely. So, uh, thanks. I don't know if he's watching this now or later on, and you know he'll be uh, hopefully checking in with us on the post game. Maybe he's on his way back to to Arizona already. But glad he got a chance to see the Lakers win. And Joe, AD played. He was so he was so despondent. He was he was so sure that AD would not play against Phoenix. Reggie wants to know uh, favorite bands. I already mentioned mine. You too. Go ahead, Stone. Your favorite band. I I have a ton. Like I listen to. All, I'm watching games all day, so I just put headphones. Of course, you know in. he's gonna laugh at anything I That's say. Best. No, I'm laughing at Reggie Joe's comment about Magic Man. Oh, Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. I think a lot of people were expecting me to say Nickelback. I, I do not know. Oh, man. If you had said Nickelback, you'd be over. It'd be well, over you know, it, right I would have had to shut this Reggae Joe guessed one of them. I do like the Black, key, the Black Keys quite a bit. So that's one one of my many favorite bands. I would have had to shut this channel down if anyone else says Nickelback. When, when I have a few beers, by the way, guys, I do a really good impression of yeah, every let, let 90s tell, grunge singer. Let me tell you something, Reggae Joe. Let me tell you something about... Let me I tell you never, something, brother. I, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to Nickelback if they gave me the Clockwork Orange treatment. I could sleep with my eyes open, Reggae Joe. Let me tell you that. I learned how to do that. So I would straight up never 
ever have to listen to Nickelback for the rest of my life. <laughs> Joe is trying to distract from the show right now by being a jackass. <laughs> when is he not? <laughs> okay, sorry. Out, All right. What's I'll... going on with LakersBall.com? And then, of course, Sinblades. Sinblades with a Y.com. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to talk about Simblades? And Lakers Ball. <laughs> Lakers Ball is a. I uh, actually didn't get a chance to be on uh, game time today because I was with you in Stone all night. Don't you I have wanna... them on your phone? I did. I did, but it's it's difficult to to uh, stay online because usually I will do the phone thing and or 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 go on the on the computer, but I didn't want to sit in my chair for the next seven hours. So I wanted to sit on my nice recliner and watch the game on the big screen and and conversate. And uh, but I didn't get a chance to get on game time tonight. I I will visit the site here tonight. To there's a really cool thread that we have. Uh, it's a it's like a we call it. Uh, it's like comments from the opposing team after a win. Our girl Cookie on there will 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 comment after every hilarious comment that they have about the Lakers or their team or whatever. I, I would really I would I would visit LakersBall.com and 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 sign in and, and and read read those threads. They're pretty fun. And then game time is awesome too. If you're not with us here, you can do both. I do both. But there it's really good commentary. Uh and you can you can really get some good entertainment out of it. Why Once are you again, following me on Twitter, by the way? Hmm? Do you do you in the state, do you know your Twitter handle? Yes. Okay, and what is that? Magic Man thirty two fifteen. Okay, good, absolutely. All right, fair enough. I just wanted to make sure well, you you're still the, remember that. You first. and you and Jamie are the only one following me on social media, and none of these other bums are. <laughs> Kenneth, audience, man. Kenneth, we're not giving up on the Lakers. The Lakers give up on themselves. Say it one more time. What was it? I'll follow you. Magic Man thirty two fifteen Stone. Why is that funny? I'm because I'm intoxicated, that's why. I I don't see any intoxication. <laughs> oh my god! The words have gone progressively slower and slower each time he starts to. Joe sentence. knows. Joe knows. Don't don't humor just, Joe. Just, I, didn't, I didn't see nothing. No, I know. I know he knows. It's just yes. I'm. I'm being. <laughs> I, I just want now. everybody to know that if 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 I ever meet Joe Soro, he's oh, been such scary. a big brother to me. But because he's acted like such a jackass, I'm going to prank him so hard that he will never forget it it's, again. It's easy to prank. It's easy to prank me and speak freely because I don't have feelings, guys. That's what makes me me. So you guys never have to worry about insulting me. I mean, I guess Kenneth, Kenneth just complimented you on your win. Well, I, 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 I did thank him. I, I appreciate that, Kenny, very much. Uh, the it was a fun, it was, it was really a fun, the more I think about it uh, that day, that it was, everything just went really well in terms of the broadcasting and, and the, it was the amazing. Wings, the wings were freaking delicious, by the way. I think that might've been why it didn't hurt as bad. I mean, I was obviously blowing snot bubbles and literally crying uh, without physically crying. Uh, but boy, those, that flavor was something else. Whoever cooked it up that morning. Woo. Man, they did a great job. Let me guess, Eduardo. Laker Tom is retweeting <laughs> about Nerland's Noel. Why? I'm just guessing. I have a look, but that's, you know, it sounds like Laker Tom. But you know what? Laker Tom, I got nothing but love for you, my friend. 
can't wait to get back on the show with us. But please, before you go ahead and, you know, everybody out there, go ahead and just check us out. Again, all the stuff that we're doing. You had some great shows that we did this week, Laker History 101, of course, NBA Observations. But also as well, I want to go ahead and make sure everybody knows that we are on for every game. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. You would have heard Stone Hansen not only give us great insight, but wish every time the other team committed a foul that they would be called for a flagrant and be kicked out of the game. It was so awesome to see Joe's there insulting me for two straight hours. And of course, Sean. I wouldn't say I was right. insulting you. I was just calling you out for some of the stuff. Joe, Joe likes to break balls at yeah. any moment, at any yeah. given time, anywhere. It's just fun. To him, at least. But once again, go ahead and check out all the fun. It very much so. Every game, starting on Friday night, of course, against the Oklahoma City Thunder at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Of course, our post game afterwards. Don't forget Magic Man in the morning. He'll be hungover. He'll still have a headache on Friday morning, but he'll be there, coffee in hand for Magic Man in the morning. He's actually on his way right now to plop his face down in the bed right after the show. So want to go ahead and say thank you to everyone. Thank you to Sean for owning up to the bed and getting gobsmacked on this show today and <laughs> truly appreciate it. And Stone, awesome. Keep up the great work with Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Go. What days are you going to be on for playback? Not this coming weekend, but the weekend after and, and henceforth for any March Madness games. Playback.tv slash Upside Swings. Please go ahead and check it out. Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? Well, I'm looking forward to Friday's game. Hopefully, we can open up the day with a nice little, you know, magic morning, magic in the morning, and then talk post game about how the Lakers are hopefully going to make a run here. See, I am hopeful. I am hopeful. But, but I will comment after the game. I'm not going to predict anything ever again. And that's just where I'm at. <laughs> well, thanks so much, everyone, for being a part of what we do here. The best Lakers chat room that's out there. Obviously, everybody out there from Fried Chicken to Reggae Joe, Kenneth Stone, Scarlet Blue, Eduardo. So many great names. Of course, Zangerstein, Hefe, KC. Great to have everyone here a part of what we're doing today. Of course, thanks so much again for being part of what we do here. Again, we'll be on hopefully tomorrow night, late night. And then, of course, Magic Man in the morning setting you up for a great Friday matchup against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Are we going to do it? We're in 10th place now. Can we go higher? Can we get to 500? We'll find out on the post game on Friday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>